Don't forget, we're also on YouTube. You can find us by searching for Bitchy Witchies. That's B-I-T-C-H-Y-W-I-T-C-H-Y-S. So don't forget the witchies part. And if you search for us on YouTube, don't forget to like and subscribe. Check the description. All of our links will be available in our description for you to access easily. The sound, the noise, it's you. Fuck. Can you hear it, Brandy? Yeah, a little bit now. What am I supposed to do? How's that? I don't know how to fix things. I just know how to point out when things are wrong. (laughs) (laughs) I hit hit it. Did it it fix it? Nope. Damn it. That is such an old school mentality. Like, hit it. It'll fix it. Just punch it. It'll work. (laughs) The kids are acting bad. Hit it. The VCR don't work. Hit it. The TV don't work. Hit it. It usually works. Y'all are a violent ass generation. (laughs) My generation's like, just talk to it. Is it still fucked up? No, I can't hear it anymore. No, it sounds fine. I guess hitting it does work. Hear hear that, millennials? (laughs) Dude, I swear, like, I kept contemplating getting you that book anyways, because every time I would go somewhere, like, especially on, like, Pinterest and shit, that book would pop up, and I was like... It was suggested to me on Amazon for hell a month, but I just kind of wrote it off, because I'm like, how important could that be to my path? And now I'm over here fighting back tears every five minutes because I'm like, oh, my God, connections and synchronicities. Oh, Oh, Amazon totally knows you. That's so sweet. No, it doesn't because that bitch still (laughs) recommends Wicca books all day, every day. And I'm like, I am not interested, ma'am. Like the one book that I have been looking for for Seder or what? I can't pronounce it. Seder. Yeah, for Seder. um, It actually popped up last night. As a recommendation, so I totally bought it because I've been looking for that book for months. Seder is more attractive to me than Trolldom. Trolldom is like more healing and sweet and light and love and happy. And did you say Trolldom like trolls? Yes, yes, like, yes. Like trolls. Yes, um, although it's not what it means. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. Well, like, Trolldom, not- kingdom of trolls. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna tell you like this. And I know some people are probably going to be like, wow, but don't give a fuck. Wow yourself to death, bitch, because guess what? (laughs) (laughs) Because guess what? I get mad confused with all these weird little entities that are part of this world. I don't personally have much experience with it. I had one experience with, I guess, what you could call it. Like, what are they called? Like the overarching term, the little people or some shit like that. Creature thingies that I'm not real sure if they exist or if I'm just on crack. But Fairies, elves, I don't know. Yeah, shit like that. Shit like that. (laughs) I I had an experience with something like that once, but I I can't really explain it. I'll... One day I'll stumble upon something. I'll be like, oh, that's what that was. And I'll explain it then. But until then, I guess I'll just leave y'all in wonderment. I get confused on what people take seriously and what they don't when it comes to shit like that. Because it seems like some people are like, yeah, I 100% believe in dragons. They're real. They still exist. They've always existed. They're just in a different realm. I know that there's people who believe in fairies and gnomes and all this shit. And now this troll thing even though this is probably not what you're talking about that's just where my mind goes because it's like y'all this world has me around some weird ass shit <gasps> me and wait a minute are- wait a minute well, hold up hold up hold up hold up you said that you and your boyfriend are both libra sons remember what i told you about how i noticed that people in this world are more in tune with their sun sign than mundane ass people who really own for the most part come across as they're rising and you said that when you guys work together it's like 
great, right? Like it works it's really well. See, really awesome. Yeah. See, see what? No, I don't see. Oh my bad. It made sense in my mind. <laughs> wow. <laughs> She's like, bitch. I don't know what you're talking about. I have no clue. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm still. In, I can't say for sure. This is fact, but this is just another instance where I truly feel like people who are in this walk of life are more in tune with their sun signs because on your own, you embody that. But then when you work with him, who also embodies that in his way, and then you guys work together, it's, it's just like we enhance each other. Yeah. Almost like you could be able to see that in your charts prior to knowing that it happened. You know, I hope somebody makes sense of this. It makes sense to me a little bit. I think it's just me making a mental note because like I said, this is something that I just notice as I talk to people, as I read what people share on social media and stuff like that. I see, it, especially people who I know astrological placements for, I, I I watch them a little closer just because, you know, I'm always kind of researching everything anyway. So I just watch it. I want to see it in action. I, if it, I don't know how into astrology our listeners are because... Um, I think it's probably very just like this group. Anybody who's into astrology or has, you're going to need a little more than just the base knowledge of astrology. You need, may, I wouldn't say advanced, maybe somewhere in the middle. If, if you're about in the middle of learning about astrology, start paying attention to people's sun signs in the mundane people you know and the people who do workings and are more spiritual and just notice the difference between whether they act like they're ascendant or their sun sign and let me know what you find out because I've noticed a huge difference and I'm not sure if that's something people even pay attention to they're just like oh well this is astrology we're going to apply it to each person individually but like I always compare everything so I I just started noticing like oh my aunt really does act more like her ascendant and she doesn't have a magical bone in her fucking body i still would love to know a little bit more as to why that's the case i mean you had given kind of a general input on well considering the case, but. considering this isn't like its own study or anything like this is just an observation i made hopefully somebody smarter than me will <laughs> will start looking into it but i don't i don't know but it's just something i noticed and it just experiment and then write a book Remember, I told you we'll already write for you. We'll be your ghostwriters. I mean, I could. I would need a real, real large study group, though. Of course. Of course. <laughs> so, listeners, if you want to be part of a study group, an astrology study group, message yeah. me. No, we don't want them to be part of a study group. We want them to be part of a cohort. Okay. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> yeah, well, what she said. <laughs> because the study group, you know, insinuates like you're going to get together and like study texts to get, you know, books together. Whereas the cohorts are the two different groups, you know, that you compare. I want y'all to be guinea pigs. If y'all want to be guinea pigs, (laughs) message me. Hello, everybody. Hi. 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 Welcome back. (laughs) So today we're going to talk about gatekeeping. Okay. Should we or should we? I don't care if we should or shouldn't because, you know consequences be damned right because i know a lot of people are real anti that i'm not and i've mentioned that before i'm pretty sure i started mentioning that really early on even before i knew how big of a issue it was but i think it's a good thing see i don't think it's so black and white i think that it's very dependent and i think that when you talk about gatekeeping that it can be Attributed to so many different things, you know, I think is appropriate. And then there's some things where I think gatekeeping is rude. And who the fuck are you to think that, you know, you rule, you know, X, Y, Z or whatever. We've talked about it before. Well, we've made a joke about it before. How, like, nobody ever told us about all those new people coming in. We haven't seen your applications and shit, you know. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Because there's some that I would be like, no, no, no. Denied. (laughs) Um, this is a trend for you. This is not for you. Let's find you another trend. I hear furries are really a big thing. Oh, please don't do the furry thing. I have to hear that here at the house all the time. But then there's a situation that we saw the semi recently. It was a cultural thing. 
where basically both of them were claiming that they were practicing witchcraft of that culture that they are both from, but one told the other, you're in the U.S., so you should not be practicing that. Why is your country better than another country that it's okay? Because that person also was not living in the country of this practice. They were both living uh, in other, of- outside of the, the uh, home country. One, one was living in the U.S., the other one was living in another country. And that person in the other country was gatekeeping and saying, you live in the U.S., you should not be practicing this. Yeah. Um, well, I also feel like there's a difference between actual gatekeeping and just being a dick. You're not gatekeeping. Yeah. You're, ju- you're yeah. just being a dick. Well, I agree. I agree. I yeah, agree. dude. Well, because like, uh, when I read that conversation, first of all, it threw me off because it surprised me coming from the people, the person it was coming from. And like just sitting there like tallying somebody who is the same heritage and culture as you. If not more. <laughs> yeah, if, if not more. It, you're telling them that they can't practice because they live here in the United States. Well, isn't that the pot calling the kettle black because you don't live in the country that you guys are from? So that's that's just being big, big rude. Like to me, the whole conversation came off as if you don't live, it, it well, if you live in the United States, period, you shouldn't be practicing X Y Z. But here's the thing: I totally get you know what Hestia is saying. Uh, because you're absolutely right. I 100% agree with you. There's a difference between being a dick and being a gatekeeper. However, I mentioned it that way because I think the term itself, gatekeeping, has been thrown left and right. And so anytime mm-hmm. somebody says something, that person is called a gatekeeper. Yep. And uh, and so I think maybe a clarification first, you know, of... You know, what What do we mean, just the three of us, because I know everybody has different definitions. What do we mean when we talk about gatekeeping? First of all, most of the gatekeeping I have seen recently is just people being fucking dicks and shit like that. So, but so what, would, what would you consider as the actual definition of gatekeeping? Someone who's protecting and carrying on a culturistic or, or a heritage thing. I'm sorry. Know, did you just combine two words? Yes. Culturistic. Culturistic. <laughs> you know, um, you know, people who are protecting... Is that in the same dictionary as fantastical? <laughs> yes. No, scientifical. Scientifical. <laughs> yes. And odiism. You can get my dictionary in the next few weeks. I will publish it. <laughs> but yeah, it's, I mean, to be honest, like, like we like Bella said, it, it can't be a bad thing sometimes because there's certain things that, you know, are are protected and passed down specifically. But then again, we have these new people that are coming out that are saying you can't do this, you can't do that because you're not this and you're not that. So like I'm like on the fence with the gatekeeping thing. Like I really I don't know. Yeah, for, for me, when I think of gatekeeping, I think of a. Uh people who try to dictate to somebody else what they can or cannot practice, not necessarily based on culture, but um, based on their own practice. So we, we, you know, we, we make fun of it all the time about how, you know, there's some who have embraced the whole love and light and um, the threefold law, you know, and it harmed none, all of that. And, for me, that is gatekeeping when somebody tries to impose those values on somebody else and tells them you're wrong for doing this or thinking that because it doesn't go with, you know, what my beliefs, which I'm claiming that everybody should follow. That to me is um, what I think of when I say gatekeeping. When I think of um, what I consider to be healthy gatekeeping and i and perhaps we should come up with another name for it i mean just for, i think uh, we should come I up mean, for, i think we should come up with a word for the negative shit that they're doing that's not actual gatekeeping yeah yeah i, I agree trying to protect their culture protect their tradition protect their practice protect our reputation as as magical practitioners, as occult workers, whatever you want to call us. Yeah, I don't see that as gatekeeping in the negative connotation. I see that as with 
any other group of, of people, any other culture who is trying to protect their culture. And I don't really see anything wrong with that. Yeah. Well, for me, first of all, I'm going to go on record as saying that I think gatekeeping, actual gatekeeping is not only a good thing, but a necessary thing. The, the general definition of what gatekeeping is in this sense is when it's people who are protecting what's behind that gate, whatever it is in any aspect, because another world that gatekeeping is huge in is the music industry. I worked in the music industry, so I'm real familiar with gatekeeping and and how necessary it is even in that world, because those are the people that are like, look, you can come here, but you got to do it right. This is what happens here. This is if you do this, this is what's going to happen to you when you do that here. They inform you and they vet you. And mm-hmm. that's and it's necessary because if you're not proper, properly vetted before you go into a different walk of life, you're going to be caught off guard a lot. Depending on what that yeah. walk of life is, it could be real, real bad. And, and a lot of magical practices are that. So when there's gatekeepers for that, you need to understand and respect why. And, and I think that is the total key to all of that. So I think because gatekeeping that term has taken on such a negative connotation that I think new practitioners throw it at you, you know, when you uh, actually try to, you know, protect your own and they accuse you of gatekeeping, you know. And then that's when you got to turn around and then you got to turn around and be like, look, it's exactly the same type of shit as when white girls or just white people in general are in the comments telling other people of other ethnicities that they can't use white sage. Not every, and you don't get to gatekeep for a community that you're not a part of. Like, you know, Bella and I had that whole conversation a few months ago with somebody and it, it, it drove me up the wall because, you know, she really didn't know what she was talking about. She just kept saying, no, you can't use that. No, you can't use that. And no, you can't Bella, do this. No, you can't do that. <laughs> Like Bella went on a really good tangent and like a whole educational rant and yet still at the end, she still thought she was like, no, you still can't do that. Well, she was like, experience doesn't mean anything. Just because you've been doing this for, you know, 20 something years doesn't mean anything. Doesn't mean that you know what you're doing. Okay. I mean, that's fine. You know, people, people, people have their right to think that. But I've, um, I've seen that being a real common thing thrown around lately too is like, oh, experience doesn't matter. Okay. <laughs> when? Right? When? There isn't anything, any walk of life where experience doesn't matter. Now, but in this one, this one you're saying it doesn't matter? Since, since when? If you're one right. of those people, you sound like a dumbass. <laughs> it, it annoyed me because like, she had I want little- them to go to a job. I want them to go to, to a, a job interview. What kind of experience do you have? Experience doesn't matter. Okay, I'm just me. I can totally take care of people. Like, oh, a nursing license? What's that? No, no, I don't need that experience. Here's the thing, you dumbass bitches. <laughs> Even when you're going to school to be a doctor, you got to practice in hospitals before they let you be a doctor. Experience matters, you dumbass. Does that mean that every single doctor knows everything? No, but they certainly have more validity in their opinion and what they say because of their experience. So yeah, I've noticed that too. This um, and that's that's a little that's that's hard for me to process and to see because you know again I I grew up in a, in a full regardless of what my uh, biologically I am I grew up in a Filipino household and so in that culture in that environment is a respect for people who are older. That doesn't necessarily mean that you're not going to have a disagreement. That doesn't mean that, you know, you're not going to think that that person is wrong sometimes. But there is there is still that level of respect. I don't see that today in a number of people. And you know what's really like, funny? Rat's you, ass. But you know what's really the funniest shit about that is that the same people that are currently disrespecting the fuck out of their elders and not showing any kind of respect or reverence at all are the same ones that are all of a sudden on the ancestral veneration train. Bitch, you got to start here. <laughs> yeah. How the fuck you, what? 
we're, it's a it's a whole way of being. It's not just like, a, oh, I'm going to show mad love and respect and, and put offerings out to the people that are dead. Meanwhile, I'm going to disrespect the fuck out of the ones that are here. Hello, we're going to be the next ones dead, you dumbass. You really want Thank us you. to be mad at you? <laughs> we're the next generation of ancestors. Right? Like, okay, whatever works. You're going to be real mad in 10 years, bitch. Everything's backfiring. Everything's backfiring. <laughs> See if we come in home. Again, it's all about we keep coming back to it. You know, it's all about middle ground. It's all about balance. You know, it's nobody says that you have to take an older person's word at, you know, at face value and that what they say must be right just because they have more experience. But it also equally doesn't mean that you um, just toss it aside just because, you know, they're saying that they are expressing these statements based on their own experience. We've digressed a bit. Yay, tangent number one, <laughs> under the belt. I think that's what makes it, as with so many things, that's what makes the whole gatekeeping subject so convoluted and so confusing. Because, you know, I think, I think at least the three of us in this conversation all agree that gatekeeping in and of itself isn't necessarily a bad thing, but it's received a bad reputation because of some behaviors that people do portray that has been attributed to a gatekeeping concept. In some ways, I probably still consider it gatekeeping. And that's very difficult. And that, that's where I would say your knowledge, your research comes into play. You know, so for instance, um, I saw somebody not that long ago get really, really upset. This was in an amino community, stormed out of the community because they were wanting to um, incorporate voodoo practices into their practice. And they were being told very kindly, mind you, not in a rude way whatsoever, that, hey, this is a closed practice. There's certain you know, steps that it takes to be part of that practice. Um, there's initiation, so on and so forth. And her response was, you know, I don't appreciate gatekeeping and I can practice whatever I want. Uh, and I think all of us will agree, you know, that no bitch, no, shut the fuck up, pick up a damn book, grow up a little. One, that's one that you just, you just, you can't just randomly be all, guess what I'm going to do today. <laughs> but, but I'm going to play devil's advocate. Now you take a Wiccan who does buy into the love and light, the and it harm none, the threefold law, all of that, and try to gatekeep and, and say, no, 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 you can't do that. You know, I can see them saying, having the same argument, you know, this is, this is my practice. This is my practice. And, um, and this is how it should be done. And you are causing an abomination to my practice. But I guess, for me, the difference is Wicca isn't, isn't a closed practice. Now, having said that, there are some traditions of Wicca that are closed, that, aren't, that do require initiation. And if they said something to me, you know, my response to them would be, what I am doing is not of your tradition. Therefore, I am not going against anything of your tradition. I'm in my own practice. You know, can somebody say the same thing theoretically of um, of voodoo? I don't think so. Other than Nola voodoo, there really isn't any any version of traditional voodoo that is open. And so there is no way to incorporate some of that into your practice without trampling on toes. Yes. Whereas exactly. with Wicca, there is because there's universal practices that exist in multiple paths that happen to exist in some of those closed Wiccan practices. That doesn't mean we are practicing your tradition. Exactly. Dude. You know what I mean? It can get kind of convoluted and kind of, you know, technical and, you know, people. And, but, but to me, that's where, that's where education and research comes in. If somebody's telling you, no, you cannot do that. I guess what I'm trying to say is before you automatically say, your gatekeeping, maybe take a step back and first, you know, research and learn a little bit more. More. What is this person talking about? Because perhaps 
it is a right kind of gatekeeping in that sense. If you are trying to come into voodoo practice where you haven't been invited, where you don't belong, and you're incorporating bits and pieces of things that you don't have the full information with, you know, that is going to be a problem. And, and plus you're calling it voodoo. You know, whereas if I'm having this conversation with a, a person from a, a closed Wiccan tradition, I am not claiming their tradition and you would never even hear me say anything that has to do with Wicca in my practice. So we're good. Did I just confuse everything? I mean, was that? No, no. That whole voodoo one, that behavior that I skimmed through kind of really annoyed me because to me, it seemed like that person was like, they didn't give two craps if they were invited or not. I felt like they were on the defense on that. Like they were going to do it even if you all had told, hadn't said anything to them. Well, and honestly, this was, uh, this was a perfect example of me wishing we had the damn applications that came to us. <laughs> <laughs> right? Yeah. Because, because she was admittedly a new practitioner. She was yeah. also young. Very. And so she was taking these Pinterest meme statements that, you know, I just do what feels right. I just practice whatever, you know, and those, there's nothing wrong with that necessarily from a general standpoint but there are some things you know that that also doesn't mean that you can just wander in you know I'm just a free spirit like I can buy whatever I want I can just walk into anybody's house and take whatever I want because I just do what I want like there's some things that you just don't do exactly you and know it's just yeah you walk like into somebody's house and take take a face because you think it's pretty you're going to get arrested store and buy a vase that's fine you know but it's like yeah because that conversation like because like i didn't join into it because i was like i'm you guys got it i'm just gonna watch the train wreck and i was just watching it and like to me it was just blatant disregard for the information you guys were giving like she blatantly didn't care and because you guys were giving great information like look this is how it goes this is how that goes just for it's the same way with a whole bunch of with quite a few other you know practices i mean not all have to be accepted like you know a whole ritual kind of thing and initiation but there's just some practices that i i personally feel you need to be hereditarily connected to if that makes sense yeah, um, you know, it, it, for, for me, it's an individual journey for everybody. The point for me in that type of interaction is you can't just be so flippant and just like, I see that, I'm going to take that, that's mine, because I said so. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, have some respect, have do some research, because mm-hmm. nobody is saying, and again, using this isn't as... A specific example of that conversation nobody is saying that you cannot ever be a voodoo practitioner we're telling you there are steps yeah if you are interested if you're truly truly interested then we recommend that you seek out you know some voodoo priests priestesses what have you trustworthy ones form yes exactly but (laughs) but formally explore the processes to to be part of that practice, that culture, whatever. So it was offensive to me that we were being tar- that we were being labeled as gatekeepers, because uh, I don't consider that gatekeeping. But for somebody who is not knowledgeable, who is entitled, yes, they're going to consider that gatekeeping. Exactly. So I think for me, part of the purpose of us talking is not just to talk about you know whether gatekeeping should or shouldn't be but also to really understand what is gatekeeping people have genuine valid reasons for stopping you at the tracks for a moment to let's take a second and let's talk about this well because i see it a lot when we're discussing specific uh areas of practices like different you know spouse divinations stuff like that and there are a whole bunch of people are like, but I want to do it now. And um, yes. they're like, I want to do this now. And it's like, wait, chill. 
have you done this first? Have you done that first? Mm -hmm. That's when they get on this whole, oh, you're gatekeeping this, this, and that. It's like, no, we're not. We're pulling you back further, you know, to to make sure. This is in hexes. I see that with with new practitioners, young kids, curses and hexes. You know, you're gatekeeping. No. No. We're 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 trying to explain that that's not something that you dump from, I'm going to light a candle. Two, I'm going to curse my, you know, my enemy. <laughs> we get that a lot. Like, no, but I want to do this now. No, have you, where, where are you at in your practice first? What have you studied? What have you done? Mm-hmm. Like, are you that, are you at that point? In your what practice? have you done with yourself? Yeah. Not just your magical practice, but what have you done with yourself? Like, have you evaluated your... Those of us, those of us who throw curses, we don't throw curses you know, like 10 a day. (laughs) No, we don't have a quota. (laughs) I mean, those that throw curses actually don't just take the time to plan the curse, but they take the time to look at themselves and try to understand. Yeah. Why am I doing this? Is it justified? Or am I just lashing out because I haven't dealt with something? Exactly. I mean, there's a lot more to just the physical actions than to just, you know, just to do the, the curse itself. And so we don't um, throw them out there all willy nilly. So I think it's also important instead of to automatically get on the defensive and assume that somebody's gatekeeping is take a moment and just try to understand. And I'm, I'm not going to say that each and every time you're going to find out that some, that they're really not gatekeeping or they're really not doing something negative because sometimes they really are maybe, but take the time as with everything else. Learn. Yeah. yeah because someone probably, I mean, yeah, you're going to get those people who are doing it just to be doing it and be dicks. But then, they, you know, if, if we're telling you something or someone else in our circle that we trust their knowledge is telling you something, they're not doing it to be a dick. They're doing it to to have you actually think about where you're at and what you should be doing. And I know that I've said this before, you know, in terms of... Uh, the fad folk and the trend and everything you know yeah we make fun of a lot yeah I make fun of a lot I know I do trying to think how to put this the best because I know that the average person expressing interest in the magical arts and witchcraft especially these days tend to be riding the the wave of the trend you've heard me say this before that's scary to me yeah I don't trust you to be honest now Having said that, there's going to be some that are going to really truly discover it, and it may have it may start as a trend and then move into to a truly serious practice. And then there's going to be some that's going to come in that it was never a trend for them. They just it just happens to be you know coincidence that they're getting their interest in the same time as the trend. Um, Hi, <laughs> that's me. <Yeah. laughs> that's or, me. Or, or, or perhaps even, you know, or I don't know, was, when did the trend start? Because I'm on year three. Maybe about five years ago or so. Well, I guess you, it was just shit yeah. timing for me. <laughs> you came in wanting well, to debunk everything. Well, but but what I was going to say was there's also going to be that group of people that really, you know, had been thinking about or, you know, had had been. Oh, yeah, I've been thinking about it. these inclinations but then seeing the trend made them feel more comfortable going into it because actually i didn't know i didn't even i didn't even know that it was a trend at the time because yeah i've always just been kind of a private person i don't have a shit ton of friends so i didn't even know it was on trend at the time yeah yeah but what (laughs) like i had to google i had to google i was i just the way i found amino was googling which social media media yeah But what I'm I'm saying is that, you know, being a trend in and of itself is not necessarily 100% a bad thing because those who had been on the fence or maybe a little wary and scared to get into it, seeing it so much more widely accepted makes them feel a little bit safer to go ahead and start exploring it. So I get all that. Am I going to be harsh with people that do seem to come off that as more trendy or just you know like like uh miss mountain gypsy was saying you know i just came on here because i want to learn how to curse my pe teacher um (laughs) that bitch made me climb a rope yeah you may see me doing some gatekeeping there why because when the trend is done you will be gone 
but we won't. And you will have left, unfortunately, and what I, what I worry about most is what you are going to leave behind. And we already see it, you know, and it ties into also our, our, you know, next wave of the satanic panic because everybody is so out there because everybody is which this and which that and curse this and curse that and leaving shit out in the open for everybody to see, you know, that um, when you guys move on to the next trend, uh, those of us who are serious are going to be dealing with the fallout. So I'm not going to apologize for that type of gatekeeping. You can call me a bitch all you want. I am going to admit, however, that perhaps sometimes um, I may jump the gun because I assume you to be, you know, a fad folk because of the way that you present yourself. And I will admit it if it happens. It's happened before and I've admitted it before. Uh, but again, that's where your knowledge and your research and your education comes into play. And I have vowed to be better at that myself and not just automatically assume. Totally willing to admit that perhaps it's a character defect in me. Part of that aspect of my gatekeeping is fear. I fear the trend. I'm not going to lie about that. <laughs> I fear the trend. I mean, you've already, you've gone through what, two? Uh-huh. I've gone through one and it's, it's, it's not a great feeling. And it's going to keep people like like us who've gone through one or two already of the satanic panic on gatekeeping point of asking questions, asking, well, where are you going with this? What do you want to do with this? Blah, blah, blah. Like, you know, especially when we come up and see these kids are like, oh, this kid at school, blah, blah, blah. Because we've seen many of those. But this kid at school did this on the chalk with chalk on the sidewalk. And it's not a character flaw on your part at all. It's it's a worrisome thing for both for everybody's part. It should be. Well, I would say that the character flaw on my part is to sometimes assume with not without giving it enough time. That's that's the character flaw that I own up to, and so I am trying to give it a little bit more time. You know, I see it as logical thinking, not a flaw. Stop overusing the word gatekeeping. Just like many other words that I'm not going to mention because I will go off on another tangent. <laughs> You're beating a dead horse. With there, a there are real life situations that call for that level of word usage. I get it. It's real popular to be exaggerating everything. Everybody wants to be the cynical asshole that fucking exaggerates everything in a sarcastic ass way. And it's cool because most of us think that way. But it's one thing to like think that or make jokes in private about it. It's another thing to like tout that as if it's fact. Yeah, that is. Yeah, love that. Because, yeah, I can sit here and laugh about it. But there's so many dumbass people who are just going to see your fucking meme and be like, oh, it's hashtag witchy tips. So this is a tip. So this is a fact. And then, boom, we got dumbass. I mean, it comes down to like free speech. You can say what you want, but just remember your words have consequence. Yep. Just because you can doesn't mean you should. But also to the other side of that, you know, don't automatically assume that somebody is just willy nilly gatekeeping, you know, just because they're trying to be hot shit or whatever, you know, take the mo take the time to understand the uh what the person is trying to say. Yes. Another thing too, I kinda touched on it earlier, but I just kinda wanna make sure this point is made like don't gatekeep for a community that you are not a part of <clears throat> that is not your responsibility and you are just as problematic as the people you're trying to keep out because you're not the fucking face of that and you may not have the right information because often when we see that it's with incorrect information or yes. incomplete information on top of that <clears throat> And again, a great uh, example of that is the whole fucking white sage thing. It's always some 17-year-old white girl who wants to tell somebody that they don't even know. You don't know what ethnicity they are. You don't know where they're from. You don't know their heritage or who raised them or where they grew up. You You know absolutely jack shit about this person. But you go out of your way to tell them like you can't use white sage and then you go further to like gatekeep for a community with false information about it being an endangered plant so not only are you fucking wrong for 
gatekeeping a community that you're not a part of, you're fucking wrong because you have no reason why you don't understand why some people actually do feel that some people shouldn't use it. That's not the reason. The reason is because of the ritual, the smudging ritual. That's what they're gatekeeping, rightfully so. But you're right. sitting here saying that it's because it's an endangered species and um, you're just wrong. Well, <laughs> not just that, but what I've seen people do and the example that Mountain Gypsy gave earlier uh, was a perfect example of this, is that uh, people like that sometimes end up inadvertently insulting other cultures. So that yes. cult one of the con uh, part of that conversation was I was trying to explain that uh, Native Americans are not the only ones who use sage. And so yeah. are you trying to say that even if it grows naturally in another country that you're using in another country, are you saying that they can't use it? Yes, that's what I'm saying. What? So you're telling me that my heritage in the Philippines where it grows naturally and they use it that because they didn't get, do they have to, do they have to send royalty checks to, to Native Americans? What? I mean, what, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, dude. Well, cause like that whole conversation from that one child, I'm going to say, like, I mean, you pointed out that aspect of, you know, your Filipino heritage. I pointed out the whole aspect of the Celtic and Norse. Mm -hmm. They use it yep. very much. We don't call it smudging. We call it, you know, smoke cleansing and other things. But, like, she was gun-ho on, no, you can't use it, even if it's part of your other your culture, too. No, and then and then she changed. Then she backpedaled a little bit and <laughs> said, and said, "Well, you can use it if you're uh, if you're a native of that. If you're you know when, if you're indigenous to that area." I'd have been like, "Who? Like, how did you get this authority? How how were you appointed this authority?" She said she spoke to four people. Four fucking people, bitch. <laughs> there's there three. People. There's three people on this show alone. Yeah, she spoke to Bitch, four if people. you if you only have four people's personal uh, fucking opinions on something, you oh my god, please oh my god, go oh my god, you gotta go away. <laughs> you you people gotta go the fuck away. This is problematic as shit. Go shoo shoo. This is problematic <laughs> as shit. Like you make me irritated. You know what? I need to I need to burn some sage. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> You know what? You'll get the same type of gatekeeping from reconstructionists and trads, traditionalists. You know, that to me is a little bit more muddy because, again, I get it. They're trying to protect cultural stuff. But at the same time, the trads, that's easy, at least for me, because I'm not trying to impose on their tradition. The recons, that's, that's to me, that's obvious, but a lot of recons it's not which is what are you trying to reconstruct because most of the information has been lost to history so <laughs> right okay yeah what exactly is it are you trying to reconstruct and where are you yeah. getting that information from? but okay those, those people confuse me very much so because you know at least the traditionalists they mm -hmm. they know that their information is not fully all there but try to keep it going and the reconstruction, I don't know. They but make me. We, we've all had our, and our DNA done. Yes. Okay. And we had several conversations about how, you know, we look to, we're looking to see, you know, how far back and who, where they migrated to where. So when you talk about the recon folks, how far back are you going? You know, is, yeah. is it, is it considered, Pure and okay if it was practiced 300 years ago, 600 years ago, 700 years ago, 1,000 years ago, which is okay. Which is the okay part? Yeah. Because 1,000 years ago, they were over here. And then 400 years later, that same group of people moved over here and took on some more things. So which part is actually the authentic which, version? Yeah. Which one's acceptable in your, in your view? Like, which one's cool? Which one can I yeah. use? So... Yeah. Back off, please. So, so that type of gatekeeping, I do have an issue with. You know, I I, I, I just, call it something else though, because that's not gatekeeping. That's some, that's just some other ass shit. 
I know, but again, you know, again, going back to what we were saying earlier is how, you know, that's what people are grouping under that description of, of the word these days, gatekeeping. Well, you bitches are wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you bitches are wrong. See, Hesia just said it. Show over. Hesia has spoken. <laughs> Live long and prosper. Is that what you're saying, girls do? Live long and oh prosper, Oh, my Hesia. God. I hate this so much. But... <laughs> Live Why, long and prosper. Nanu nanu. Live long and prosper. <laughs> I can do it both hands. <laughs> there we go. How much do you want to bet 300 years from now, they're going to like find these ancient recordings of Morgan Mindy, and they're going to think we all greeted each other. Nanu nanu. I hope that I've totally ascended by then so that I could watch it. They're going to call our emojis. They're going to call our emojis like our hieroglyphics and stuff. (laughs) (laughs) They're going to be, do you see how they used to speak in 2020 some? They had to use pictures to talk because they're (laughs) stupid as shit. (laughs) We believe this eggplant meant dick. Seriously, we've come full circle with fucking (laughs) writing, right? Bella is intensely reading something. Um, Yeah, because I I was reminded of this article on Pathos Pagan. Pathos Pagan. The word gatekeeping has become a huge buzzword within the witchcraft community over the last several years. Generally, the term is used to describe any and all attempts to keep something from doing to keep someone from doing something or joining a movement community. Excluding people from groups seems like something we should be against. Absolutely. However, what we did not expect is that the anti-gatekeeping movement would actually empower the modern colonization of Black and Indigenous magic and culture. Even witchcraft itself, regardless of its cultural heritage, should not be made available to just anyone. And thinking that you have a divine right to be a part of any group just because you want to is entitlement and privilege at its finest. Yes. Yeah. Told y'all you bitches was wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Look, that's four opinions. It makes it fact, right? Right. <laughs> According many, to old girl. <laughs> many influencer witches on social media have been peddling the wide open gate theory that magic is wonderful and beautiful and not only available to everyone, but a fundamental right bestowed upon every single person living person at birth. I don't agree with this in the slightest. First, we must recognize the fact that most of these influencer witches have something to sell. And the more people they invite to the cauldron, the more money and recognition they gain. Second, we can see from history and past incidences that witchcraft is not safe, nor is it meant for everyone. When inviting the masses to participate in witchcraft, influencer witches nearly always focus on the love and light and witchcraft's ability to bring prosperity, health, love, and manifestation of all your dreams. They seem to forget about the other side of the coin, the side of witchcraft that brings death, sickness, and psychotic breaks, the side that rips apart happy, loving marriages, and the side that tortures innocent people for small injustices. This includes the part that leaves people mysteriously dead after invoking spirits they have no business messing with. Often being within the magical community is in place to protect innocent people from getting hurt. Not even, not everyone has the temperament to ethically handle the craft. We learned with the dawn of social media that people feel much more comfortable being nasty to one another when they can hide behind their computer screen. It seems to go double for curses cast in the safety and anonymity of their own home. Even if you believe that witchcraft is a fundamental right somehow bestowed upon every living being, you have to take into consideration how we handle other fundamental rights with dangerous consequences. In conclusion, magic is not safe. Magic is not all love and light. Magic is not consequence-free. Magic that belongs to people of color is not up for grabs by just anyone. There are traditions, rules, and guidelines to follow. Thinking those gates are unfair is toxic entitlement. God, I love that. Yes. Yes, I do. That's a freaking... These things are hard. We definitely need to link to that article for sure. These things hard truth for a lot of modern modern witches to swallow but they need to be swallowed we need to stop pretending that magic is a harmless hobby stay in your lane bitch thank you j allen cross 
practicing witch of Mexican, Native American, and European descent. And, and that is true. You know, you you do see, well, we talked about it earlier. You know, you, you see the people coming in kind of off the street, so to speak, you know. And let's face it, you know, a lot of these influencers, and I guess you can call us uh, influencers as well on some level, but a lot of the really huge influencers, they push a lot of the love and lights and a lot of the more new agey stuff, really, as opposed to like actual witchcraft. If you go on YouTube and stuff and you just put in a few keywords, you see the first few pages are nothing but like you, like, like that article says, influencers that have something to sell. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, oh, you know, we're going to talk about, you know, self-love or, 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 I don't know, manifesting that million dollar dream. At, but you need to buy this first to get <laughs> it done, you know, so buy this and then we can get started on this. That's how it rolls. Like, that's how I'm seeing a bunch of them. And I think we've talked about this before, you know, the, the, you know, take YouTube, for instance, I mean, we're on YouTube, you know, you're probably watching this on YouTube right now. Those channels that are huge, you know, uh, I don't think there's very many uh, channels with huge followers that talk about the whole scope of of the magical practice. Um, The ones that tend to be really, really popular are, you know, the, the love and light, the whitewashed, the aesthetic and that's unfortunately causing more misconceptions, which again we've talked about numerous times, you know. And so, and then you have like just this 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 snowball effect, you yeah. know. Then more people come into it because they think it's just how does Hesia put it? Shit rainbows and <laughs> what? <laughs> I definitely did not say that. Oh, it was Brandy. How unicorn shitting yeah. out unicorns and rainbows and sunshine. Yeah. That, Why the fuck that. did you think I said that? <laughs> because it was sarcastic and it wasn't me. And so I automatically go to you next. But no, I, I forget. You you got some good ones too. Shitting rainbows. Now that I think find, about it, that's a brandy thing. I'm trying to find um, this one page. They had posted something about gatekeeping that I really agreed with. And now, of course, I cannot find it. So irritating. Oh, uh, was it on Instagram? I know y'all saw it because I shared it, but yeah, it was some weeks back. So that's gone now. <laughs> you know what I would now. like us to manifest? What? I would like us to manifest a search button in Instagram chats. I said that four hours ago, but that was a hundred messages ago. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if it was one of those days where we were on a roll having two different conversations at the same time in the same place, which we do often. There, All three of us will be partaking in two or sometimes three completely different conversations simultaneously. Within one chat. <laughs> yeah, so it'll just be f- like flowing. <laughs> yeah thank goodness i read fast and you just skim over and go not important not important not important uh-huh, uh-huh. reply <laughs> another thing too is um another reason that people are gatekeeping is because a lot of traditions are becoming whitewashed and i'm glad i didn't find the post that i was talking about but i did find one from even before then that was posted on one of my favorite pages on Instagram, which is Conjure South. They made a couple posts a while back. I shared them at the time too, but it was, I'll share these screenshots and I'll give them credit and everything on our page so you guys can see it. That that was another thing that they wanted to make sure people understood too, was that gatekeeping is there for a reason. It's because you're changing shit that you didn't even have the, the right to have access to to begin with. It's incredibly disrespectful to the people who come from that. And it muddies the water for people who are from that, who search out resources because you, you take something, change it, and then put it out as a resource. That's gross. Here's the thing. I see people all the time using aspects of practices that, don't, that they're not fully involved in. Um, if you're eclectic, that's fine. That's on you. But, I hate that word. But like I've said before, but here's the thing. 
um, it's kind of a necessary word. And I, I don't use it the way other people do. I just feel like you're eclectic. If you're not following your, your ancestral heritage type paths, that's how I use it. See, I, I think, I think, I think the word eclectic is redundant because you just said it, you know, unless you're following a tradition. So. And that's exactly, and that's exactly how I mean it. Yeah. Um, so you know, yeah. That's why will, I find that, will that will that apply to most people? Yep. Yeah. But I but I also it's almost like see, to say saying you know if you, I'm a witch witch. No, I'm a witch. I'm a witch witch. But I also see a lot of people kind of, uh, especially in the minority cultures, they're kind of going back to doing the traditional stuff. They want to do that, and I love that. Like, great, love that. Um, so those are not the people that I'm talking about. I'm talking about the people who are practice, practicing stuff outside of a traditional path. Um, yeah. but, but the thing is, there are so many books out on eclectic uh, style workings. And um, a lot of times they use non-eclectic words like, oh, the basics of voodoo, but you aren't a voodoo practitioner. Right. Exactly. Um, and that's, that's the problem. Like it's, it's problematic. I know people who use methods that are used in voodoo, but they're not muddying the water and putting information out. They're not yeah. acting like they're part of that culture. They're not gatekeeping for that culture. They're not telling people like they're not, they just, they're, for a lack of better word, you got to kind of be like quiet and sneaky about it. Because if you put it out there, it looks like you're trying to take that. And make it something well, that it's not. But I think, you know, let's take something less obvious, you know, something that's not a closed practice, like hoodoo. That's not a closed practice. I am not mm -hmm. a hoodoo practitioner. Having said that, there's a number of things that I do that I very openly say it's hoodoo inspired. Yes. But it's not hoodoo. Mm -hmm. And so, you know, and I, I think that's a, an important distinction to make because I'm not claiming to be. Uh, a, a hoodoo practitioner, but I am claiming that there are things, you know, in hoodoo practice that I find very, very reminiscent of or similar to some of my cultural practices that I will incorporate. And so I will label it, if you will, um, as a hoodoo inspired oil or a hoodoo inspired um, uh, working. But and just to, and just to clarify too, I know I used voodoo as an example. Um, I just want to go on record as saying I don't agree with people who incorporate closed practice things into their practice. I don't approve of that. If it's an open practice, if even if there's like seventy five open practices and you take one thing from each one and make it yours, that's that's on you. Good for you. Um, but even if you have 74 things from open practices, as soon as you take that one from a closed practice that you don't have access to, I am like, okay, that's on you. You know, I don't, I don't want nothing to do with that. Uh, you know, I, I could never understand why people want to do that because, you know, when something is closed and let's not even just talk about, you know, magical or, or religious practices, you know, anything that is closed you know i mean let's take something you know mundane let's go back to the doctor you know med school that you were talking about when you're taking something information from something that is uh selective uh to only a certain people it's rarely you are getting all of that information so it's kind of like a person saying I didn't go to med school, but my roommate did. I grabbed one of his books and I read this part. So I think I, I can do your suture. You know, I mean, that sounds silly, right? When you put it that way. But it's like, did you read the, the other book that talks about how to prevent infection? And did you read the other other book on, um, on what types of um, instruments you need to use? No. So you didn't get the full information. But you think you have all of the information. And so that's what I don't understand, you know, is that, you know, we can debate all day long about whether or not you should or shouldn't. But to me, it's like, why? Because what makes you think you're getting all the information? Why do you want, why do you want bits and pieces? What are you going to do with bits and pieces? And another question is, let's say that it's just some random person who has no affiliation with the voodoo culture or 
they they have no reason to be wanting to learn about it from the beginning, more or less try to initiate it. So somebody who wants to become an, a voodoo initiate, if you have no reason to revere that culture, if you have no reason to like, like how, how can you expect to enter into a closed practice and have the proper reverence for that if you want them to make an exception for you? Yeah. It's like, is it really that if they're going to keep making exceptions, that kind of, it, it, that would make it an open thing. If it was supposed to be an open thing, it would be. If your whole thing is, oh, I want to be a part of something closed and elite and stuff like that, but you you can't bring yourself to understand that you would be watering that down because it's not fucking for you. So you don't really respect that to begin with. That's just what that is. You have no respect for it. That's truly entitlement. You just want to be a part of it. And you think you should be. Well, I'm telling you, you shouldn't be. And they shouldn't let entitlement you. Entitlement is big these days. Yeah, it's, Very it's big yeah. Days. Oh, we know how it happened. <laughs> oh, did the, did the Gen Xers do it again? Did we fuck up again? She's like, are you blaming us again? Because <laughs> we brought all did. those participation trophies. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Like, that fuck, was... it, they, fuck it. They showed up here. <laughs> I know a trend that I don't think will ever happen. What? Asian magic. A- Asian folk magic. But I <laughs> think if it, I think if it got out to the crowd now, how similar it is to some of the Southern workings and voodoo and hoodoo and stuff like that. If they knew that they would probably latch onto it, especially if it's an open thing. Cause then they could feel good about it. Like, Oh, it's open. It's not a closed practice. Is it open or closed? It depends. Oh, I mean, that's a very, that's a very broad statement. When I said Asian, because I mean, you're talking about multiple countries and well, yeah, multiple. I, I was assuming that you were automatically talking about your own practice are the ones that you use. Even though that's part of my heritage, I still don't partake in, nor will I touch any of those that are closed because, you know, that's, that's, I'm not part of it. Not to mention that it's uh, like going on a little tangent. Um, you know, I've talked about how piecemealed the Philippines is because of how many different islands that it makes up, how many different cultures. It varies from region to region that even um, stuff outside of my region, you know, I like, I don't even touch because that's, that's not my shit. And see, I like that you made the distinction, like I'm of this culture, but even the closed practices that I'm of the culture of, I'm glad you said that because that's true too. You can be of that culture and not, like I said, this goes back to my personal belief. and, And I know I'm not the only person who believes this. You can be of a culture. That doesn't mean you're of this world. Yeah. That doesn't mean that you can do what we do. Um, well, and again, I'm going to use this. I'm going to beat this beat this dead horse. I'm going to go back to the doctor thing again. Guess what? My parents were doctors. Does that mean now that I don't have to go to, to med school? I can just grab one of my dad's old books and start practicing medicine? Because cause I was born. And when did he go to med school? And when did he go to med school? In the 60s. <laughs> I'm sure that information's brand new and great. Right? <laughs> but, but, but you know, practicing to, medicine from the 60s on you. <laughs> but to your to your point, I was born into it. So aren't I? Doesn't that mean like I'm, you know, you know, I was born into it. So therefore, my I, mom can do it. I'm so I'm sure I could. Right. <laughs> I'm entitled. But I mean, it, it when you put it, when you when you take what we're talking about. And put it into like a mundane example. Do you see how silly that sounds? Absolutely. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> Do we have anything else to say on gatekeeping? No. So <laughs> I guess that's all we have to say about gatekeeping. If I missed anything, oops. Um, Tell us about it. Leave us yeah. a comment. Let's hear what your did, thoughts. What did we all forget? Right? Did we offend you? <laughs> Are we supposed to care? Answer all these questions in the comments below. <laughs> Tell us what you think. We might like it. We might yeah. argue with you in the comments. Find out. <laughs> you won't know till you comment. <laughs> wow. Okay, everybody, give us a like and subscribe. Don't forget Follow us to everywhere. Yes. And 
share, share a like. Sharing is caring. Show that you care. That was really dramatic. <laughs> <laughs> I love you. Here's a bitchy witchy's podcast episode. Right? Perfect Valentine's Day expose. Or I hate your guts. Here's a bitchy witchy's podcast episode. So with that, <laughs> we leave you in love and light from your three favorite <laughs> witches. Blessed uh, be my dear sisters. Uh, <laughs> What the fuck? <laughs> that was painful to hear. Hesia is not responsible for your hurt feelings. <laughs> <laughs> okay, everybody. Bye. Bye. <laughs>